Welcome to C3 Belconnen. Here's the latest message from our senior pastor, Nick Pine. Hey, really excited to be bringing this message to you guys today on this idea of the turnaround. And um, if, if you can bear with me for a few moments, I want to set us up for a bit. There is plenty of scripture in here today, but rather than start there, I want to just set up a thought. I want to ask you a question and to see if there's anyone else out there at the moment like me. Are there any perfectionists out there, right? Are there any of you struggling maybe to deal with the less than optimal work environments, the fact that things aren't quite as lined up and you've maybe had to accept some compromises because of something pesky like a global crisis. We so often find ourselves looking for uh, control amidst the chaos and it's a bit of a human condition and ultimately though, it is quite exhausting. You know, a few weeks ago, uh, I said that we can fall into the pattern of thinking that peace is an absence, that peace is about having everything lined up, so the absence of strife. But actually, peace is about presence. Peace is about the presence of a person, and that person is Jesus Christ. It's not about the absence of the storm, it's the presence of Jesus in the middle of the storm. And if we keep following down this path uh, for a little moment, uh, I think we can actually help some people out here today. Uh, and it's, it's good for us to be reminded that what we're actually not looking for at the moment is, is perfection. We're not looking for control. We're not looking to be able to make everything like it was. That There is a different set of rules that we're playing by at the moment. A lot of things have actually changed for us. And, and I wanna just kind of set you free a little bit from feeling like you've gotta have it all figured out. You see, as human beings, we fall into this funny trap where we feel like we've gotta make everything right ourselves. Uh, it's, it's ultimately the issue that we've been struggling with since the fall in the Garden of Eden, since mankind tried to take everything into their control. Uh, instead of focusing on our relationship with God, we made it all about us, we made it about knowledge, about understanding. Uh, and, and what that means is that we, we see the results all around us. We see brokenness, we see hurt, we see pain and suffering, all of these things that so often people like to almost throw at God. And actually they're a result of the way that we choose to live. And the thing is that there is actually, though, beauty in the brokenness. There is something about accepting less than perfect. And instead of this digitally remastered version of reality where, where everything is a little bit fake and made to look like, well, what's not actually uh, the reality, if we could accept that analog version of life, that actually, it's funny, we're all going back to, like I'm going back to processing film in a dark room I've built in the garage. I'm enjoying the imperfections of it, not just the digitally perfect version of photography. It's a bit like how um, everyone's getting back into vinyl records and all these other things that are uh, about the warmer, less perfect analog way of doing life. And you know, it's actually the way uh, that God has always designed us to live, not searching for the perfect, but actually able to acknowledge our imperfections not pretending like God wants us to have it all sorted out, but actually being ready to admit the brokenness in us and around us uh, so that we can really see his glory shine through, so that we can really see his hand at work in our lives. And you know, even at the moment in the midst of what seems like such large scale need and, and crisis going on, 
if we're willing to slow down long enough, maybe take a deep breath, go on, try it right now, in through the nose, out through the mouth, isn't it so good to slow down and to maybe just look around, even in the environments you're so familiar with, and, and find some, some beauty, find some beauty in the familiar, in the imperfect, and actually see that there's far more going on than we so often tell ourselves that there is. I want to encourage you today to not just be in search of the perfect, but to be okay with the ugly even, because it's part of the journey. You know, there's this really interesting quote from a, a guy by the name of Edgar Allan Poe. And uh, what, what he's uh, referenced as saying is actually, there is no beauty that has not some strangeness to its proportions. So it's a fascinating thought there. That there's nothing truly beautiful that is, I guess, perfect. Because it's in the imperfections that we find things intriguing and engaging that, that cause us to gaze a little bit longer. You know, if I was to take a perfect piece of white paper and show it to you, there's nothing interesting about it, even though it might actually be a representation of perfection. But as soon as there's some marks and some squiggles and some imperfections on that paper, it has interesting characteristics about it. And it's so important for us to actually bring this kind of thinking into the way we're doing day-to-day -day life at the moment. And it's actually a really good picture of what faith can look like for us as we walk out our daily journey in relationship with Jesus. And I hope you're still with me because I want to just unpack this thought a little bit more. I want to tell you that it's okay. Life's not meant to be perfect. No one is asking that of you. And God certainly is not asking perfection from you. In fact, that very thought, is the biggest thing that gets in the way of our right relationship with him. What gets in the way all the time is our desire to be perfect, us striving to be what God has never expected us to be. The reality is, we've, the Bible says, we've sinned and fallen short of God's glory, every single one of us. We've missed the mark by so much. And so this, this weird thinking about perfection can creep into our lives, though, from all sorts of corners. I found myself last year caught in this weird cycle where I felt like I had to pray almost perfect prayers. Has anyone else done maybe something as silly as that? If you have, just kind of let us know on the chat. It'll just make me feel a little bit better about myself. It's weird to think that, that we should even need to pray perfect prayers. And I and turned into a message that I preached last year called Ugly Prayers. As I found myself walking and trying to formulate in, in the right sort of phrasing what I wanted to say to God and waiting till I'd almost dealt with the churn and what I was really feeling so that I could then present something better to God. And I felt like the Holy Spirit apprehended me and said, don't be so ridiculous. That as if me sheltering God from the rawness of my feelings, from what's really going on, as if me putting on this mask is going to help my relationship with God. It's kind of about as silly as a small child trying to, you know, trying to hide like a, a whole breadstick behind their back and it's poking out both sides. It's, it's ridiculous to think sometimes the masks we put on, even when we come into our relationship with God and we tell ourselves we've got to be living out of this weird, perfect sort of mindset. We're actually told to come to God because of His righteousness, not because of ours. We're told, actually, to, that, that it's our imperfections that, that are cloaked in his righteousness. That, that if we wait till that moment 
when we think we've got it all sorted out, and now it's okay to come into God's presence, we'll never get there. And maybe that's something you really needed to hear today. Maybe you've been hanging on the outside. Maybe you've been on the outside of church and this opportunity to maybe tune in online has been really helpful for you. You've thought, I don't know if I'm ready to step into a place like that. Don't know if I'm okay to have a relationship with God. I've got some more things to tidy up. I want to encourage you right now just to maybe even let us know. Uh, Request prayer on the chat. Just let us know and we want to help walk you through that because the reality is we're all so far from perfect and that's actually okay god is totally fine with that you know over the easter services we we made this powerful statement that the reality is we are more broken and more bound up than we know but we can actually be more free than we could possibly imagine so i want to encourage you don't be tempted to i guess work from the fake version of you don't put out that fake version in front of the real one we are actually in need of admitting where we are at if we really want to come into relationship with God and be released from all that is holding us back. God does not ask us to deny our humanity, to be falsely heroic or naively optimistic. You know, faith is not ignorance. It is an assessment of the facts, but a commitment to the truth. Let me say that again. Faith is not ignorance. It is an assessment of the facts and a commitment to the truth. So we can look all around us at the moment and actually see that things aren't perfect. And instead of trying to gloss over that and pretend we can manage our way through the challenges, let's actually accept that and say, hey, that helps me acknowledge my need of God. And that's an okay thing. It actually puts me in a powerful place. Things may be challenging, but God. You know, it says that in Psalm uh, 64. Uh, as David is pouring out, as the psalmist is pouring out his heart towards God and sees all these challenges, there's this line, but God. I don't know, even as this, uh, this funny season we're in right now started up, Pastor Phil Pringle started preaching a series called But God. And so many places throughout the Bible, that very phrase is there, but God. And that's where we come to this idea on the screen here of the turnaround. That turnaround is the but God moment. You see, if we never actually get to what I'd say is the the bottom of that turnaround moment, we may not have that but God moment because we're trying to manage our way through it. Even if things are declining, we're trying to set ourselves up uh, to pretend it's all still okay. And there's this amazing quote uh, that I read in a a book many years ago from a US general who said this, that, that the way to survive and the way to thrive, especially in a crisis, is to actually have the courage to face the brutal facts of your reality, but also an unwavering belief that we will prevail in the end. The courage to face the facts of reality, but underlying it, what we would call faith, the unwavering belief that we will prevail in the end because we walk in the victory won for us by Jesus Christ. Things may be challenging, but God. And that's what I want to call in this message today, the turnaround moment. And I actually believe it's better for us to get there sooner rather than later. It's like when I was talking to the church last year about praying these ugly prayers. What I needed to do was not get stuck in this false perfection that was actually on a downward trajectory even when I couldn't see it. I needed to bottom out a bit quicker and be real with God so that he could lead me out the other side. While ever we're trying to hold on to this false view of perfection, we're actually not allowing God to do what he wants to do in our lives. One of the best places to see this is in the Psalms. David and the other writers of the Psalms were 
were really profound in the way they expressed their emotions. And you know, there's nothing about a relationship with God that is supposed to be unemotional. It's actually okay as we worship, as we pray to have and express emotions. We're not coming just quietly, reverently before a God maybe who's you know, got really sensitive hearing or can't handle our emotions or where we're at. It's okay to come to God raw and as you are and with your doubts and your fears and your questions. In fact, I wanna take you to one of the, one of the best uh, passages of scripture in just a few moments that I think relates to me and I'm sure it relates to you uh, so many days as well. But let's stick in the Psalms for a moment. And in Psalm 42, uh, there's this, Incredible passage as David is crying out to his God and he's crying out in the midst of challenges and all sorts of things that he is facing and he's pouring out his heart to God. He's saying, I've only tears for food. My enemies are taunting me uh, saying, where is this God of yours? My heart is breaking as I remember how it used to be. Isn't that powerful for us today? My heart is breaking as I remember how it used to be. I walked amongst the crowds of worshipers, leading a great procession to the house of God, singing for joy and giving thanks. It was the sound of a great celebration. I've got to be honest, I'm, I'm mourning that. I'm missing that. I'm missing being there uh, with, with you guys. That is in my, and he goes on to say, then why am I discouraged? Why so sad? Another version of that says, why so downcast within me, O my soul? And here comes a really powerful word, yet. Yet I will praise the Lord. Why so downcast within me, O my soul? Yet I will praise the Lord. That is the turnaround moment. That's the pivot. That's the bottom of that curve you can see on the screens there as David says, this is what I'm actually feeling. Yet there's a God way through this. But God, but God says something different about my circumstances. It's actually fascinating how real he got before God. I want to encourage you to be real before God. I want to encourage you to just stay in a place of openness uh, towards others and especially towards God in these seasons so that we can walk through these turnaround moments. Why so downcast within me, O oh my soul, yet I will praise the Lord. We see this multiple times throughout the Psalms as David starts off pouring out his heart to God, not waiting, not filtering, not putting on the good version of himself. In fact, he's, he's just going straight to God. He's saying to God, these are the challenges I'm facing. This is what I'm finding so hard. Yet, I know who I'm coming before. Yet, I remember who you are. That turnaround moment. You know, it encourages me to remember that Jesus had a turnaround moment as well. That if we read uh, the story, uh, we've just, you know, journeyed through together over Easter. As Jesus was in the garden, Luke records it in uh, chapter 22 of his gospel in verse 42, as Jesus is praying in agony over what lies before him, there is an incredibly powerful moment as he cries out to his Father in heaven. And in, in verse 42, he says this, Father, if you are willing, please take this cup of suffering away from me, yet I want your will, not mine. How about that for a turnaround moment? Father, if you're willing, you can take this cup away from me. There's Jesus in agony for you and me, right at the most profound moment of his time on earth. And that one little word comes in right when it is needed, yet, not my will but yours be done. This turnaround as Jesus faithfully puts himself in God's hands, as he acknowledges his emotions, the reality of what he is facing, and finds encouragement in his God, yet, not my will, 
but yours be done, Lord. That's the turnaround moment that I want to encourage all of us to find at the moment. Sometimes it's hard, though, even to know how to get to that point. Even to know, it's like even just getting there seems like a bit of a journey. And I mentioned before this, this great passage that I think is an easy and a great starting point for us. And I want to take you to Matthew chapter 9. And if we pick up the story from verse 20, there's a story uh, about a boy being brought to, to Jesus. He's uh, got an evil spirit in him and it's throwing him into convulsions and it's harming him. His parents don't know what to do. It says this from verse 20, so they brought the boy, but when the evil spirit saw Jesus, it threw him into a violent convulsion, threw the child into a violent convulsion. He fell to the ground, writhing and foaming at the mouth. How long has this been happening? Jesus asked the boy's father. He replied, since he was a little boy. The spirit often throws him into the fire or water, trying to kill him. Have mercy on us and help us if you can. I don't know if you've ever come to God like that before, if you can. God, I'm struggling, but if you can, would you mind doing something about it? It's funny the way we come to God like that sometimes, if you can. Jesus turns around and says this, what do you mean, if I can? I actually really think he probably said it like that. What do you mean, if I can? Amused almost. Anything is possible if a person believes. What a great statement. Anything is possible if a person believes. That's you and I right now. We have the capacity to believe. We have the ability to put our trust and our faith in God. But sometimes we think believing means having it all figured out. I believe, therefore I know all the steps I've got to take. Look at the very next little part of this. Jesus says, anything is possible if a person believes. The father instantly cried out, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. That is one of the greatest sentences in the Bible. That is exactly what I need to know and it's exactly what you need to know. I believe, God help me overcome my unbelief. That's the turnaround moment. That is the, I don't get this, but I get it at some level, God. I don't get it, but because you are God, I will get it. But God, yet I will praise the Lord. That's the turnaround moment that you and I are looking for in times like this. I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. And if you don't know where to start right now, that's the very place to start. God, I believe, or even maybe you just want to believe. You know, the Bible says the Holy Spirit actually is at work to reveal Jesus to us. That's his job on this earth, to speak to us and to show us more and more of who Jesus really is. And so you and I, all we've got to be able to do is muster that faith like a grain of mustard and actually be able to say, I believe God, help my unbelief. That if you can throw off the fake you, if you can throw off the pretenses, if you can let go of all the ways you've been pretending to cope and actually get real and raw and ugly with God. Remember, we started off saying that ugly prayer is okay. You've, you've probably prayed some ugly, you've cried some ugly cries lately, but it's okay to pray some ugly prayers and just say, God, I'm feeling like this. It feels terrible and I don't know what to do it. But yet, I believe we're gonna get through this. You're with me, God. And so what I want to do is just going to wrap up with that thought for us. And, and we're believing, actually, that for every person uh, here today listening online and watching wherever you are, that God has a turnaround moment. Maybe you need that turnaround moment right now, or, or maybe you're going to come across one. Maybe you've had one and you need to be encouraged that that's actually okay. 
And so what we're gonna do now is just take a moment to pray together about this whole idea of the turnaround moment. And so Melissa's gonna come and join me and we would love to pray for you uh, as we get ready to finish up here today. And you know, I know for, for some people uh, today, this turnaround moment might actually be to, to start right where that guy coming before uh, Jesus was saying, I believe, help my unbelief. I believe, help my unbelief. And maybe that's right where you are right now, that maybe you've been on the edge of faith in God. Maybe that's something that you've had in the past, but you're a long way from a relationship with him. Maybe you're a long way from uh, being involved in a church right now, and this was just the opportunity you needed to reconnect in, right? That, that whole simple, powerful statement, I believe God helped my unbelief, that's about trust. That's about faith in its rawest form, right? That's about saying, God, I want a relationship with you. And if we can just admit that right where we are, God can come in and do incredible things. And so we want to spend just a couple of moments praying. We want to pray for you if you want to take that step today and put your trust in Jesus, maybe for the very first time or maybe come back into a relationship with him. We also just want to pray for you and believing that right in your homes, the touch and the power of God is there for a turnaround moment right here. It might be a turnaround moment in your finances. It might be a turnaround moment in your marriage or some key relationships. It might be a turnaround moment for you physically or emotionally that is gonna change everything. Thanks for listening to our latest Sunday message. If you would like to find out more about our church, just visit www.c3bellconnor.org.au.